Welcome everyone again to Vibes Weekly episode 25. I have with here with me today, I have Ron, Turtle Bay, Candid, King, and I also yeah, have a yeah. very special guest, Alpha. How are you all doing today? Yeah, all good. Alpha, Alpha, welcome. Alpha, welcome. It'll be good to have your views on certain things. I'm sure you got some stuff you want to get off your chest. Um, sure, these lot already have it. I know King's ready, armed like a you know cannon, ready to just shoot at some topics. Um, but guys, um, so what I'm going to do is first, I'm actually going to kick off on our first topic today. So our first topic today is that UK is kind of out of lockdown now. So now we've been told that now pubs, restaurants, gyms, um, I think there's uh, something else I'm missing, or and shops, they're all open now. Now, one thing that when I saw the, all the images that happened over Monday, I just couldn't believe the amount of people that were waiting to go into a Primark. Um, but yeah, before we go into any of all that, let's hear from a news outlet and take it from there. It's a Monday the 12th of April, our top story for you. The Prime Minister has urged people to behave responsibly as England takes its next step in easing lockdown restrictions from today. Pubs and restaurants can now serve customers outside and all shops, gyms and close contact services like hairdressers can reopen. Some rules have been relaxed in Wales, Scotland and Northern Ireland. Aruna Ayenga has more. Opening its doors at midnight, regulars at this Huddersfield pub have been waiting for this moment for months. <laughs> what used to be taken for granted, now a luxury to be savoured. Drinking can only take place outdoors. So was the chilly weather a put off? It was snowing earlier, but I was still going to come out. <laughs> After 14 months, not going anywhere, except for funerals. Um, it's a it's a great plus. We didn't even know if anyone was going to come. It's it's in Huddersfield. It's midnight. It's freezing cold. And we've got everyone's come. Uh, we're on a single table that hasn't been that people haven't arrived at. Thousands of businesses are reopening under the next phase of COVID restriction easing. In England, shops can open, pubs and restaurants can serve customers outdoors, hairdressers, salons, gyms, and outdoor attractions like zoos and theme parks can now be visited. So everyone, so as you heard now, most of the basically most of UK is now mostly open. Um, but personally, myself, when I'm hearing this and I'm seeing it all over the news, I'm seeing it to a point where I think people are going a bit out of control. Like, yeah, okay, you know, yeah, we have been open and it's you know, it's a great feeling to go to the pub and everything like that. But I don't need to go absolutely nuts. Like some of the videos I saw, it's just everyone waiting outside Primark and, and JD Sports like at seven o'clock in the morning. I mean, it was just, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom it in the sense of why people were so eager to go to the shops. I mean, let's start with our first uh, speaker today that's joined us for the first time, Alpha. What's your thoughts on this lockdown easing and how people have kind of dealt with it since Monday? Um, personally speaking, I feel that it's been taken out of context. Um, so in 2020, my feelings were that from what I was seeing, whether it was over social media or having discussions with people, that 2020 was a year where we all learned our kind of our life lessons. We learned about what really mattered, whether it was relationships, family, etc., health. Um, and all these little things were kind of put on the back burner. And when we, when we were due to come out of lockdown, um, I would like to have thought that people would have, been, would have been behaving differently and that financial investment into things that they are not going to really use or government control will be something that they are fully aware of. Now, that's the impression that I got when I was in lockdown. But I actually travelled to central London on Monday. I had a point myself and um, I so left... So you went, you went to JD Sports? No, no. <laughs> you, you were in that hair, thing when I was watching it. I was like, no, oh. no, no. I actually went to a hair salon. My, my hair salon's in London, so I had to go there. So Oi, basically, bougie, I was walking. Bougie. I was walking from my house to the train station, and I had to walk past my local high street. And as I looked right, it was about six thirty, seven in the morning. I actually saw females perched up outside H and M and TK Maxx. Um, I just couldn't believe what I saw. People were actually waiting outside the shops in the and the barricades, the the, the, um, the fences, eager to go in. And 
I couldn't understand that. I was walking to a train station. I was thinking, we have spent a whole entire year learning about what really matters to us, you know, what's more important. But the minute the government opens up control and starts to kind of put out there, looks it's going to be open, people are actually falling for it. And I just can't believe that people aren't using their own discernment. But I mean, again, of, of course, you know, we have to like in terms of self-care, we have to kind of sort ourselves out, etc. But spending money on stuff that you don't need, but you're falling into a trap of, of power is ridiculous. Um, yes, I understand H&M and TK Maxx don't have online stores, or maybe they do, I don't know, but I think one of them doesn't. Primark doesn't have an online store either. I want to go Primark nah, too. No, Primark do. They, do they? I don't yeah, think they do. They, nah, they Primark recently, don't have an online. No, nah, they, they recently opened. I swear they had to, because during the lockdown. So I'll just do a quick check, guys. Do a quick check, because um, just, uh, that's, I, can, I can understand why individuals are lining up for Primark. But then again, I would say, why not wait a week? Why do it on the day? Why? I just don't, I couldn't understand it. And But this is typical society. This is what we do. We are governed by, we're puppeteered by other people's actions, which is which is, our, which is politics and our political power, mm. that we can't see the wood from the trees. And I now feel personally, I was quite hurt actually on Monday. I was thinking to myself, this is number one, it's very difficult for me. I've come out of lockdown, I've gone straight into central London. And I'm tired. I'm, I'm seeing all this and I'm just, I'm just looking at other people's behaviour and action. I'm thinking... Did you not learn anything in 2020? You say you were doing this, that, and the other, but did you not learn what really matters? But you actually fell for the line, oh, things are opening up, let's go kind of go crazy. I actually spoke to a female um, that I know, and I asked her, what did you go and buy? She went to H&M. And she said to me, she goes, I bought a belt. And I said, <laughs> so you waited in the queue for a belt? And she said, yeah. And I said, but why? Could you not have waited a couple of weeks, a couple of days later? What was the need for you to rush? Would you, on a, on a day pre-covid would you have gone to h&m and bought that belt or waited and life a belt she goes no and this is where i'm just I'm, I'm coming from that we are so controlled by other people or the government's word of mouth even when we don't respect them that we are actually our actions are being maneuvered by their say so and i just i would like to have thought individuals in this country would have been seeing things differently now and i think that's where i'm a little bit well i think that's that's the hope that i think people have i think we or even me I, I thought i had the hope of you know people will take things a little bit easier now just because the shops are opening they won't go but the amount of cues that i saw was just you know astounded i mean guys king candid turtle bay ron what's your what's your thoughts on when you saw the shops opening and you know everyone there again i mean you know i was just as shocked alpha was just as shocked so what's you know king let's start with you what was your thoughts on it when you saw it King, you there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. What um, was your well, I think people are stupid, isn't it? Really? I'm really, if yeah. they want to kill themselves, I really don't give a fucking shit either. So, you know, if you want to kill yourself, go out and kill yourself. <laughs> I don't think people got to give a, give a fuck about other people. I'm sick and tired of this bullshit <laughs> again. Yeah. Are we are uh, fucking dickhead Boris Johnson, man. Do you know what it is? It's like, first of all, there's stages to opening a lockdown. Yeah. I think it could have been done in a very staged way. Like, for example, you can open everything, but, you know, you're opening up the gyms, but you don't open indoor football. You don't open rest like bars. I'm sure but are bars open. Are we, are no, we no, bars, bars are no. Bars so, are so pubs are Yeah, I mean... Just outside. Just outside. Hmm? Just pubs outside. are open outside. You open football. So, oh, hey, listen, I got COVID. Hey, oh, hey, I'll tackle you. There's COVID going to you. COVID going to you. We're playing, co we're playing football with fucking COVID. It's a fucking joke. Like... The whole, I get we've all suffered. We really have. And I'm not going to say that it's, it's been a long time due to the incompetent government we have in power. Incompetent government, yeah? And I think that things could have been a lot better. And what do you expect? The thing, the first thing lockdown opens, the first thing people do, they go to fucking Primark. You stupid well, fucking mean, idiots. It was it was, like, like, you, it was like one of the, the videos I was just oh, showing now. So what yeah. it was saying is at 12 o'clock at midnight, this pub owner opened up the pub so people could come down. And they were there at 12 o'clock at midnight just to have a drink <laughs> at a pub. What the fuck? It's Huddersfield though, isn't it? Yeah, but that's just <laughs> fucked, bro. That's just fucked. But surely, you have to understand, people's businesses have been, have been affected. And now, I think the whole focus on individuals' health has kind of gone now. And it's more about getting the economy up and running. So right now, I don't even think Bojo cares. I don't even think he gives a shit, really, that we are coming out of COVID. It could, it could peak. It could kind of... 
it really is just about getting the businesses in a country up and running. So people are going to do see things like start open up bars and pubs at certain times because they've lost money. This country doesn't care about our health anymore. As past, that was last year. We're now trying to build mm. up the, the country back to how we used to be. So we're going to see a lot of this. We're going to see a lot of stupidity happen now because we've lost money. And that's now the main focus. No one cares about your health anymore. It's down to us as individuals to make sure we're vaccinated or we are focusing on our own holistic health care because, because the government don't care. They care about business and, and running the, the economy, not us, not now. No, that's do, you know what, do, do you know the interesting, so I just want to interject, the, the one interesting thing you said, right, that they don't give a shit. And, and the only time people are actually going to shit is when the youth start getting affected. You see, when you start seeing the young die, automatically you're going to get seriousness across the board and that's been the case from the I, beginning i don't know man i i've seen so you like, let me ask you something so you're people telling... like just oh, who, carrying on no i was in general like we've just seen a lot of people like in general just carrying no, but i'm talking about the death rate oh. between the youth like the the young when you start seeing children get affected and young adults die i just feel like it it changes the narrative completely I think that people and the people that haven't been taking it seriously will start to take it seriously. Do you, do you see what I mean? Right and now, then the reason really why that would be the case, though, the reason why that would be the case, because children don't know anything else. They don't know how to go out on their own. They just know how to be with their parents. So their parents know that they have to control that. That's the only no, reason no, but why would no, the point I'm, no, I get that. But the point I'm just making is that the seriousness of COVID, that's what I'm saying. Do you see what I mean? When you start seeing it affect all ages and rapidly, then you automatically start to think some of us are some of us are smart and we we wonder i'm just saying that maybe the ability to think changes people start to actually think okay wait a minute this this thing is actually quite serious and on top of that we all have suffered in lockdown you know being completely isolated and the mental health being at its highest it's ever been yeah it's quite detrimental as well so i think that's why people have gone to the pubs i mean they enjoy it because they they thrive on this you know because they want to be with their mates again i mean before we could i mean let's speak to candid ron turtle bay what's your thoughts on this Mm. happening Uh, yeah for for me um as a as a well first things first when when the 12th of april happened and even actually before that, it was more to do. My first thinking was, why isn't gym, why is pubs being prioritised over like gyms and health and well-being? Like that for me was. I, I yeah, yeah, you're right. It happened. That. It happened with pubs first, then gyms after, wasn't it? Yeah. Um. Or even at the same time, yeah, like you know, uh, health and fitness gyms and all that should be open first as a priority, and then slowly phase in pubs and so forth but i think then again it goes back to you know alpha's comments on it's about bringing the economy back up and running because that is that is probably uh, that is number one agenda for the government as a whole um just remember we're going to be paying all this back by 2023 in via taxes so it don't know, remind me mate you know so um enjoy this while, while i was lost but um yeah we're all gonna suffer from 2023 so we better up our game up guys and that's it um, but yeah, in terms of seeing things on the news, because I haven't been out personally to any pubs or anything like that, so I can't say on first-hand experience, and I can go by what what we're being televised. And yeah, like they're trying to like seeing pubs down Soho, and obviously it's all outdoors, and they're trying to say that it's all social distanced, uh, controlled. But then you're just seeing the whole Soho just like together right together yeah yeah exactly and even the seeing arrangement in itself is so close like where's the two meter distance or even one meter distance you know it's true so yeah i'm not sure how they're gonna manage that yeah completely and it just for me that that kind of baffled me altogether. and then you have actually have news out that's just just you know recording all this and government should be thinking hold up actually this uh, you know this is not right this is not right but they're not as as it goes back to alpha they want the economy to get back up and running they'll do whatever it needs to be um so but the only thing that will change things if there's an outbreak of um um a, a mutated um covid of some sort so maybe that comes from variant. another variant exactly that um so then if that come that happens then you're looking at another lockdown um yeah Candy, can I just ask you? Can I just ask you something? Sorry, just on your point, when you were talking about the the actual gyms being open, you obviously mean also the outdoor fitness. You don't actually mean the inside of the gyms, right? You mean uh, fitness before, can be done, in... right? Yeah, outdoors, yeah, yeah, but outdoor, uh, yeah, of course, outdoors. yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. like indoor activities, 
like that wasn't open uh, you know it was pubs uh, pubs and, and indoor yeah pubs yeah. and indoor activities were open at the same time which i which i don't quite it's understand wrong, like you, you should be thinking more about people's individual well-being especially as you mentioned about mental health you know yeah, yeah, one yeah, to yeah. you know a way to combat mental health is through health and fitness not through but of, of course, this, yeah, this health and fitness can be practiced outside. Like going to the gym is not a, you know, I mean, I'm a, like, I always think gym is great and I think it's absolutely brilliant and the fitness industry needs to grow. But I think that what he should, like you said, what he should have done is obviously opened up. But given the opportunity for people to actually utilize the outdoor activities and be able to go on a walk, like kind of you do that, like you've been doing a lot of um, um, outdoor activities as well. You've been staying fit. How has that sort of helped you? Do you feel that's helped you quite a bit? Sorry, I hope to throw it back to you. Just wanted to ask you. Ah, no, that's fine. No, like obviously, I haven't done as much as I would like to. Like from Christmas, I'm not gonna lie. I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna eat everything. I took like a proper extended Christmas holiday, <laughs> uh, and then I tried to go back to do 5k runs, but that was difficult with the weather. Um, and that's what kind of then led me to doing exploring other avenues, which which will keep my interest. 5k runs. Yeah, man, that was hard work. Why? Well, why do that? <laughs> This guy. <laughs> no, it's good. No, no, it's good. Well, fuck that, man. No, but I was doing competition. Just go with for people. Just jog in it. Go for a jog. No, but then I'm I'm competitive, me. So yeah, I, have no, I, get with, that, I get that. I had to do it with other people. That's the only way to motivate me. So I had other people doing it, and we try and beat each other's time. And yeah, yeah, I was I was okay. I was alright. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, just before we continue, uh, Ron, tell baby, we haven't heard from you in a bit so what's your thoughts on what's happened ron telby anyone well, for me at least it's um yeah go on it's uh it's weird to see everyone in this album because like like everyone else has mentioned during this talk is like what's why anyone thinking about the consequences of their actions but you can't if you if you look at the past few weeks even months the news outlets newspapers have been banging on about vac- vaccinations and how many they're rolling out every day, X amount of percentage of people are being vaccinated. So they're programming people's minds that we're pretty much safe. So this is their reaction to that from the government. I get, yeah, yeah, you know what? I totally you know what I mean? like, you there. Because you, you just you think, think that you just it. think you're safe. Because even me, I've had the vaccine and I think I'm a little bit more safer than everyone else. But in true Which reality, ones did you get? Huh? Which one did I get? I got Pfizer, man. I got Bill Gates in me, bro. Oh, shit. Got Billy. <laughs> but this is what I mean. If you think about it, all the times that through the news outlets, here on news, wherever you see on Twitter and, and whatnot, it's always about how much, how many people are being vaccinated each day, X amount of percentage of the UK has been vaccinated. So they're already telling people that now you're, we're pretty much safe. So in yeah. your mind, you're thinking like, I'm pretty much safe now. I've got my first jab. So I'm whatever, 30 something percent safe or whatever from uh, immune to this, immune to the COVID. So, if you give that type of thought into these people, they're going to be thinking like, why can't I go to a pub? Why can't I go and line up? I've had, I'm already 30-something percent more safe than the rest of these people. You know, that's what they're thinking because that's what they want. Now, now you look at the news, there's nothing about vaccination, about how many do, how many they're doing a day. It's all about other things now. So it's just like, you can't, you got to expect that these people are always like being, I want to say brainwashed, I'm going to sound like a madman. But like they're already been, the the news that has been handed to them, they're taking it as this positive. News. They should just go out and do what they want now. No one cares. Anymore. I think it's come to a point where people need to just sit back and actually reevaluate everything that's happening because they just really are. I think it's alpha, and I think most of you all said it, it's just people are you know just just should you know I would say the word is mind controlled in a sense like you know they get fed things they get fed on the news that this is happening that's happening oh yeah you know what vaccines are there now oh yeah we've gone up to vaccines to this much and people have been vaccinated and everything's all okay you guys you know we're going on a good path this many people has had their first vaccine dose and now we're moving on to the next lot and then all of that sounds positive you don't hear i mean personally me guys i mean i haven't i watch the news but i don't watch it regularly regularly but um have you heard anything about COVID deaths recently? I saw a little, like it. I actually saw something the other day that's gone down a whole lot, but it's I not. I have as, not heard it. Yeah, it used to. Be it's not as prominent as what it used to be. It used to there, be like all the, the time. News, 
constantly every That's day. The thing. You, used to, you used to have days. a you used to have a conference thing every other day or whatever <laughs> it was. They would have a conference. Hey, I don't even watch this shit anymore. But then there's another thing that I that I personally think is this because this because they say everything will um, open up again. I guess a lot of people are just thinking it's just something to do. Yeah, oh, something di- it's something different. To, it's something different to do. I know it sounds a bit too simplistic, but like if you think about it, it's just these people been locked up here for X amount of months now, and it's just something. And they said ninety-two new, days. Something new. I think it's like 90, 90, 90, no. ninety-two it's like, days. They said. Yeah, yeah ninety-six or something. Yeah. You have yeah. to. I think just a, a drop a nugget of information, or just you know, push a little thought out there. Um. We have to ask ourselves, why is it that they've opened up pubs before? Because if you really think about it, and this, is, I'm, and this may be me thinking too deep, but the reason why pubs could be open right at the beginning is because, number one, under the false pretense of, yeah, let people go and, and you know chill out with their friends and meet them after a long time, they know that when you're in a pub with your friends, you're going to spend more money. And when you spend more money, that boosts that, that part of the economy, which is hospitality. So if you think about it, they're not doing us a favor. They're actually using us as as vessels of spending money and making up that sector. And this is mm, why they yeah. know the more we drink, the more we're with our friends, the more we drink, we're going to spend more money. Average bill in a pub when you're with your friends costs what? It gets up to some people I even know spend about 200 pounds on drinks on one night. So imagine raking that in, you know, in, in, a, in the week, in two weeks. I called, um, you know, I think I called um, a dining place today uh, for a Friday uh, for me and my sister-in-law. And I was called and every place in this bar was booked. Every place, every even small little out, you know, kind of a coffee shop outside was all booked. And I couldn't believe that this was happening. Like, and it's just about like now they're going to start raking it in. This month, April, they're going to make more money through this sector of pubs and food and drink um, because they know that's what we are, where we're going to spend more money, more money, money on. Forget about the shops and everything else. When you're with your friends and you drink, we end up spending more money because we're drunk. And that's how it's going to... That's how... One thing I was going to add on to that is like, why are we all surprised right now at this? Because this is happening because think about eating out to help out. Look how many people went out for that. That's exactly this is the exact same situation now, but where everyone's just doing what they want because everything's open. Like, look, when the out there came out, everybody was out, everything was booked. It's the same yeah. scenario now. On that so, subject, I don't know why we're they... surprised by this. We, we've lived through this already, so it's like we already I know did. that. We already know, yeah, that no, we candid, we can hear you, mate. Uh, go for it. Yeah, sorry, Karen. on that subject, are they doing another e out to help out? Hey, you're waiting, yeah, isn't it? You're waiting. You're one of them. You're one of them. This is not. This is not. You're lucky. Like, I need to save some money, news, bro. bro. <laughs> but this is like what I'm trying to make the point is that this is not new news. Like the UK has a massive drinking culture, and a lot of a lot of the 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 money that goes to the government is from the society's drinking. Yeah. So it's it's like we we know that we. I mean, you know, back in the us, day, all though, of us are into this. Like, we all love to drink. In all fairness. In all fairness, pubs were more like houses in a sense, because that's how it was back in the day. They were called a pub house, basically. People would treat it like their own living room. They'll come there, chill out. That's what you used to see and always on TV. So I think that's the reason why they open pubs up as well, because people are, I think you, Ron, you said it as well. And it's just people are lonely. They just want to now meet with people again and they just want to get back to how it was. Turtle Bay, you were going to say something earlier. I know you were trying to get in there. Um, Do you want to say what you wanted to say? Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, like, at the end of the day, these pubs and bars and stuff haven't had as much business as they did before. So I guess, yeah, there's two sides as well. Like, yeah, of course, the government wants to boost the economy. But at the same time, these people are just like you and I, to an extent, just pub owners doing the thing. So fair enough as well, like um, them getting business. But just kind of managing that and the kind of flow of people and the amount of people and then what's happened in the past with you know things opening up and then things just going out of control yeah it's like a like a double-edged sword i guess i think uh, right if if we go into another lockdown is going to be the worst damage to the economy that this country has ever had yeah because for us to hear three times and three times going lockdown 
um, it will be the worst thing ever. I think after this, I think Boris, regardless of whatever happens, until it gets really, really bad, just leave it open now. Because you know what? It still baffles me to this day. Yeah, America is still opened as normal. I have no fucking idea. I see always on the, you know, always on the Instagram and everything. Everyone in America is living life like normal. Like they have not, they didn't need, they went through one shutdown and after that they left everything open. They didn't give a shit. And everyone's still living their life and making money however they can. And there's no one going into debt in their area because they, they just opened everything back up. I mean, do you guys agree? Do you think do you think that we should just stay open regardless of what happens now after this? That's a tough. That's yeah. yeah that's I, I, don't, I don't. I don't. Personally, I don't think so. Like, if you, if you, if you, if you want to avoid another lockdown, isn't isn't the answer to reduce the amount of people out and about in close contact with each other? Um, can I mention something as well? Why are we? learning from lessons learned from you know the asia countries who have been through numerous of pandemics what's up to track and trace track and trace is the well, what's gone to control apparently actually hold on but by just a counteract in there um android and ios block the nhs app because um apparently it messed with their privacy laws or whatever on their phones so apparently the app was bollocks anyway no, but it, 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 yeah, I know the app's bollocks, obviously. Yeah, the it, app's it, bollocks anyway. That was uh, rubbish. But yeah, that, I think that 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 is the reason why they're not uh, pursuing it because it actually went against their privacy laws on their phones. So they're all their whatever their agreement is, whatever. So they basically, I don't think they're doing it ever again. Mm. Well, look, you know, we that's got a, that's a waste of money. That's about Hancock's boys that have made that app, isn't it? <laughs> My ankles are dicking. <laughs> Maybe David Cameron as well had something to do with it. <laughs> Davey. Davey boy. That guy had to get his fingers in some sort yeah, of pie, fucking <laughs> He's a dickhead as well. They're all fucking cuts. The thing is, the worst thing about it is these guys will get OBEs, CBs, whatever, MBs, and for what they've done in it, but ultimately, blood's on their hands. No one else is. They don't give a shit, man. Come on. If they can, if anyway, they can, if they can live with those many lives on their head, then you know, yeah. there's a special place in hell for them. Yeah. Oh, mate, I think the devil's gonna, oh, you know, open, you know, let him come in with open arms, bro. He's gonna say, "Come here, let me stick my horns in you." Um, right, guys. So... Ain't that far. <laughs> Oh, oh. Big graphic. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm just saying, isn't it? That's just probably what the devil will do, isn't it? Like, come here. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, listen. Yeah, so, I mean... whatever happens. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's next topic. Next, next topic. topic. Before, next topic. Before we get into your satanic views. Mate, uh, I, got, I, got the, I got the ideas from King. <laughs> satanic fantasies. I got, I, got satanic the ideas from, I got the idea from King. Oh wow! Well, why go drop someone oh, else? Right? Just wow. Wow. <laughs> bring me. King told me. King told me. That's what he likes. The king of saying. King said it. King said it. I ain't told you shit. Like, Bro, don't, don't lie. lie. Don't lie. I'm just hoping. Let everyone know. Let don't the world know your shit. What Come my on. satanic shit? That was oh, the greatest. God. Wow. Great to see to be thrown wow. under the bus. Come dude. on, come you on. know what I mean? Oh, anyway, wow. anyway, <laughs> people, oh, now so you let's, have to change the topic. Of let's let's go to the next topic. Shorty B throws everyone under the bus. Shorty B just does it. Listen, guys, let's go to the next topic. So, uh, about a couple of days ago in the last week, apparently, a Minneapolis police shooting happened, and unfortunately, um, a gentleman died. Um, by the hands of a police officer that thought she was holding a taser but instead it was actually a police gun and she shot at him but that ended up killing the guy straight out and is you know caused a massive uproar down in Minneapolis again um, it's kind of similar to the George Foreman issue but this one was you know i don't know Let, let's let's hear from a news outlet and then we'll talk about it straight after that protesters in the u.s state of minnesota have taken to the streets for a second night after a young black man was shot dead by police near minneapolis 
The officer who fired at 20-year-old Duante Wright says that she confused her gun with her taser. Tensions in Minneapolis were already running high before this latest incident. A white former police officer, Derek Chauvin there, is currently on trial, charged with the murder of George Floyd. The president is appealing for peace. The last moments of Dante Wright's life, recorded by the body cam of the police officer who fatally shot him. 20-year-old Wright is arrested during a traffic stop. He struggles free and gets back in the car. Then, police say the footage shows that the officer used her gun by mistake. As I watch the video and listen to the officer's commands, it is my belief that the officer had the intention to deploy their taser, but instead shot Mr. Wright with a single bullet. This appears to me, from what I viewed, and the officer's reaction and distress immediately after that this was an accidental discharge. So there you have it. Um, I mean, what's your thoughts? I mean, I just think that's... Uh, I mean, that type of thing in the police that's happening, I mean, do you think that, that... Do you think that could have been an honest mistake from the girl in regards to the taser that she had and she got flustered and probably pulled out a gun instead and you know did she do you think she did what that was the what was the color of the individual that died black and what was the color of the person who shot the person white. the officer white okay. it's a classic Just black one. and white story yeah basically yeah but do you do you think that that could i mean I'm not going to put it past it. so you know you have a taser and a gun they both feel the same way and when you're in a adrenaline and you know you and um, you know basically something's happening where you know so much adrenaline's happening you can make mistakes do you agree I... as everyone can ask sorry to interrupt there is, has everyone seen the video no uh, I, I have um i don't know yeah I've, 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 I've seen I, have. I have yeah i have yeah because i think when you see the video you can kind of make more of a kind of better judgment when you're when you're kind of looking at it um as well as you're hearing it but you can kind of make a better judgment if you if you, if you can visualize it as well um for me personally i've i've seen it seen it a few times and my first kind of thoughts initially was well why is the guy like he's trying to resist arrest that's and exactly then, what i said oh my right? god yes. and then he jumps into back into the vehicle again you know resisting arrest and that's what then led the officer to panic and obviously he thinks he's got a taser um, uh, but it actually turns out to be a gun because he actually tries to escape you know driving away into the vehicle so it's 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 a cash 21 really like cash 22 how was it whatever the saying is now and uh, cash 25 dude it's not 25 <laughs> i'm cozy i'm messing with you oh my god 22, this guy 22. um yeah, so it's like, okay, one, you blame the officer because obviously you're a professional. You're meant to be trained, professional. Yeah, you should yeah. know the difference, right? And then, but the other flip side, if you flip the other coin, is that, well, why is he escaping? Why was he? No, he had yeah. a warrant. He had a warrant, apparently. He had a warrant for his Yeah, he had an outstanding warrant on him. Yeah, but nonetheless. So that explains you, you, why he was running then. That explains yeah, yeah, why. That's correct. Mm. Exactly. But does, but, it, but does it give the reason to shoot someone? But then, no. do you, but then, is it okay? That's what it goes back to. Is it trained? Yeah, yeah. that's, well, that's you, what I'm saying. But then, I agree, is, is, especially with what's happening right now with the world in Black Lives Matter. It's it's a very mm. tough time. You shouldn't be doing that shit because you're just going to get fucked over. We should be doing a period, right? So yeah. <laughs> like, it, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't excuse it doesn't excuse what the officer did. That's no. that's that's made that clear. Like it doesn't excuse what the officer did. They're like Cameron said. As a as a police officer, you should know the difference between a gun and a taser. If they're located in the same place, then what are you doing in it? Like you you got you should know that. But it, it yeah, it's, it's crazy un- how you can mistake the two. Those hundred percent. I know the difference between a, a hat and a shoe. Apparently, the taser was supposed to be fully yellow. So the gun that she held was a black gun, and apparently, the taser to- was yellow. Like fully I thought they normally yellow. I thought they normally locate on their body arm on the chest. 
that's why so I don't why I normally see tasers. Not the shit, not like police come at me with tasers all the time, but that's <laughs> <laughs> that's why I thought from, I thought yeah. from what it sounds like from what it sounds like in the video from what we just heard um, it sounds like she has mistaken the, the weapon that she's used um, at the same time um, can you're a trained police officer and you can't tell the difference between a gun and a taser in the heat of the moment which is your responsibility because you're trained to deal with the situations yeah. that, that is a very scary thought for the police system itself because although we've had the George Floyd thing happen, um, it gives America um, a really sour taste in their mouth and also a distrust in their system of policing because it shows that anyone right now become a co- can become a copper because they don't even know the difference between weapons they're using. So although Black Lives Matter, you know, that's a mass movement in terms of um, a racial, you know, racial justice, racial feeling. This is now showing the fact that the police officers that have employed as part of their, their system are so incompetent. Untrained, yeah, incompetent, untrained, that even in panic and fear, that they cannot tell the difference. We, we, you're supposed to be trained in dealing with panic and fear situations. That is your forte. And if you cannot even comprehend what weapon you use, because someone's life, regardless whether he was, he was wanted, he was running away, whether he was on a warrant, wherever it was, the fact of the matter is, now people forgot that because he's not living anymore. And where the, the country is so sensitive right now, when it comes to black people and the BLM movement, it's the wrong thing to do. And if anything, if, if the police system should learn anything after the George Floyd, it should be that we've got to tighten the way we operate. We've got to make sure that now we stand out. We are following everything to the T. This is, is just another leak in the barrel. Um, yeah, it's, if I was living in the country, I would I would think to myself, this is a joke. It's an absolute joke for the country I'm living in. You know, I think you're totally correct. I think it's just it's just absolutely shows how bad the police force is in America. They just don't have. It seems like people can get away with anything, and there's no consequences. And that's where it kind of slowly comes out as that police officers can kind of do what they want, um, in a sense, and don't get the majority of the major sentence like George Floyd's one is so easily you know convicted in the sense of the video you could see him leaning on his knee neck and he cannot breathe one bit but yet it has to go to court which I get you know you have to go through trials and tribulations but you know you have to it shouldn't take this long to make a jury make make that police officer pay for what he did in Not regards really. to justice in um, regards to justice yeah, but I mean, like, in, in the sense of George Floyd, I think, obviously, there's a lot of factors in play. So I think they're looking at, obviously, we've seen the video, but it's very easy for us to look at a video and speculate. No, but they showed that the video fight. from two, three yeah. different angles. I know, I know. But still, we, you know, there's a judicial system in place and they're going to look at a lot of things. They're going to look at the actual training regime that's given or was it was it necessary? I mean, there's a lot of things and I'm sure he will be found guilty of it do you understand but it just is an example of extreme police force in one country and that's the absolute joke force in this country there's no i mean i think all polices around the world police forces around the world there needs to be a balanced approach and it, it doesn't seem to think we can actually find that sort of balanced approach anywhere you either got it too too relaxed or you got it way way too extreme mm. do you see what i mean it's just there's no middle uh, ground i don't know if you guys have seen it recently there's been a video surfacing around as well about a um i think it's a lieutenant or is it a army lieutenant um he basically got stopped during a traffic stop and he's an army veteran i think and he was basically getting told by the police get out the car with guns drawn at him and he's like i don't know what i've done i would serve for the military you know i don't know why you're treating me like this and then they apparently they pepper sprayed him in the face and then when they pepper sprayed him obviously you when you've been pepper sprayed you know you need to touch your face right it's just a normal reaction they were like don't touch your hands on your face and he was like what the fuck you just pepper sprayed me out of nowhere i need to touch my hands and then they were showing all this massive force on him i mean what do you think of that when you hear stuff like that he's he's an army veteran what was was that was how long was the video uh, the video was. I mean, I don't know if I can because I know one just out of interest. Uh, just bear me one second. 
No, I don't think I can. I tried to. But when we only, from what you remember, was it quite a lengthy video? Was it just a three? No, to four it was just. Tip? It was just like I mean, I could play it in the One sense of, the of if you could hear it, and I don't know if you could hear it here. Virginia police officers Joe Gutierrez and Daniel Crocker pointing their guns at Army Second Lieutenant Karan Nazario before Gutierrez pepper sprays him. Lieutenant Nazario was released without being charged, and he is now suing both officers. CBS News correspondent Christina Rafini has the story. What's going on? How many occupants are in your vehicle? It's only myself. Why are your weapons drawn? What's going on? The door slowly. Step out. So, I mean, I'm not going to play the whole thing because it's quite yeah, a different but I get what you mean. Seen it. just, but like, yeah. did you hear how calm and collective he was? He was yeah, like, Listen, yeah, yeah. what is going on? Like, I don't understand why you're doing this. And then they pepper sprayed him about four or five times, dude. I mean, yeah, I mean, we've got to understand, that's the, the race, yeah, the racism in America is, is extreme and it's, it's, it's just absolutely not right. Uh, we, you know, there's so many examples of that. I've seen so many videos, it's absolutely ridiculous that this still goes on and nothing changes. Um, and it's been going on for a long time. So it's not just one year. George Floyd wasn't the only one. There's been many victims, many videos, and nothing's done. done, done it, nothing's done. No, no this is what I'm trying to it. say. That's why yeah. the pe people feel like, I mean, personally, I, I'm not even from America, but I just feel like police can get away with kind of doing whatever they want in a sense. And, you know, no, mm. there's no... You know consequences to it It's like it's, he's just getting pepper sprayed Four or five times for nothing This is where the pain comes from Yeah, This is where the pain comes from From all these people that are protesting Because imagine having a collective community And and not having a voice When all you see is your, in your people Being bullied, killed, targeted, stabbed, shot Everything And if you keep seeing that constantly You want to speak, you want to shout, you want to roar So why which makes me, which makes happening. sense for the Americans. Yeah, it makes mm. sense for the Americans. What it doesn't make sense is for the British. That's what I don't get. It makes sense for the Americans because it's absolutely extreme. What it doesn't make sense. What you sense mean when, when they did the when you when they yeah. did the Black Lives Matter protests? Is that what you mean? No, not just the. I understand well, the London, Black Lives movement. Yeah, it's just the power of it. As to they're saying it happens in England a lot more as as, as equal as amount it happens in America. I don't believe it does. I think it happens in America a hell of a lot more. And, you know, and it's yeah, still going on. Yeah. So I, I'm not saying that it's not right in England. I'm just saying you can understand the American people because, you know, it, it's a real, real big concern there. It's a massive concern there. I mean, Ron, like the police Ron, force need a whole reset. And yeah, yeah, exactly. new training. But then, oh, hold on, hold on. Isn't that one of the New World Order things that they want a whole unified thing where they control everyone? And the only way to do it is by bringing. No, in they want police they force, want to right? bring a private police force. Yeah, that's you know, what I mean. So yeah. If you if you've noticed in um, as we go in the UK, um, I'm sure that a lot of people noticed that that some of the prisons have been privatised and which have gone haywire, right? So to bring a sort of a private entity into it would just make things worse. It won't make anything better. That's my opinion on the private my, the my private side process. What I'm going to say now might be a bit too far fetched, or it may not be, depending on you know how your thought process is. It's far fetched. Fine. Okay. So we may be on the same <laughs> way in that case. I'm joking. Go for it. Mate. No, no, no. So you know, we, maybe USA is all part of the plan. Like this is what they want. They want people to complain of how bad the police force is and keep on complaining. And then they're all right. Then residents, if you're really not happy. Then we'll bring in trained military people in, yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. see, then you see martial law. They right. have said that, yeah, yeah, it's true. Oh, I don't know, man. Theory, I, I, I know, I know where you're coming from. That can happen, but I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening for maybe it might happen after late ages. But before we continue, uh, Ron Turtle Bay, what's your thoughts on all this? Well, thinking back on what Cadden said about about his theory and. I can kind of, I can kind of agree with what he's saying because, um, if you look at uh, past few years now, I think the, I think some sort of statistics say, I don't know for sure, but if you look at the police force in America, I think it's almost down about seventy percent. So they, are, everywhere in most of the states, are all understaffed. So they are getting worse they're getting yeah but then does that give them the right to act the way they would no, no, do but, that but what i'm but what i'm leading to is that you're you're pulling in like rookies into these situations and alpha said it before they're supposed to be trading in precious situations but these rookies i mean they, they could be rookies i don't know but i'm saying like rookies out rookie police officers out there 
they they break on the pressure. So you know, no, but apparently with rookies, the way it works in America is whenever you get paired up as a, when you are a rookie, you get paired up with a TO, which is training officer. So you get paired that up training officer could only be there for like three years or for four years. You don't, I don't know you, how you don't long know, the, how don't, long it you is. Don't know the still... of the what, I'm, what I'm trying to get is that they the system, the police system in America now was so short staffed that it could lead to what Canada's saying, where they will bring private private um a police in. To help to help alleviate the sh- the staff shortage, and, and then may, maybe move on to something more yeah. into your new world order, whatever you we concocted in your head. I'm trying the just, just, just one, one second, my... King. One second, King. Uh, Turtle Bay, what, what have you got to say? Yeah, I definitely feel like, of course, the stuff happening in America and what happened in Minneapolis is pretty. Of course, it's sad, and especially like targeted towards the black community. The police force definitely needs to be more regulated. Like, I don't know what kind of training they go through where this guy is getting confused between a gun and a taser because he panicked. Like, it's a bit crazy. And they're clearly given way more power in the trial going on now. I was just having a look in the news now, and somehow I think the judge or some one of the, the guys said, like, the, the force use was um, justified by that police officer as well. Um, this is what I mean. Like, it's, it's like the whole justice and the whole policing system is all fucked in america well, what yeah. they, sorry tell me what do they mean by the which part of the police force they specify like which um, about the george floyd um but just generally the police force in any case like even with like what happened recently with sarah everard and like the yeah. police officer was involved with that and recently as well i don't know if you saw in the news it was like um something about this guy who's part of some like fascist that like, neo-nazi group but he's part of the police force as well it's like how are these people like just like coming about like that's one example imagine how many more there are as well and, and these type of groups exist so this is like a wider um issue with these kind of police forces i, I don't think like privatizing is going to solve it they just need to be more regulated and, and scrutinized just how we are in certain aspects as well so. I think they can take lessons learned from us, to be fair. You know, okay, we're not perfect. Yeah, yeah but you got, you got a whole, agree. you got a police force that's just got a bat, bro, and they can still control the situation. Because, there we the go. Thing, and and the, the use of tasers. They, they can't yeah, get confused yeah. with anything yeah. else. Are we comparing the American police system to the British police system? Yeah. Is that correct? Well, that's a, that's a fucking joke. That's, that's a fucking a whole, joke. So like, that's whole, a fucking that's joke. Let's not even get me it. started on that. I'll rip into the British police any day. So oh, um, saying they're perfect. But first I don't of all, think anyone's saying they're perfect. No, it's not perfect. It's a joke. No. It's an absolute joke. The minute you give, you know, the mouth to be a police officer in this country to risk your life for a mere twenty-four grand and to get the abuse that you get is a fucking joke. It's an absolute joke. And to push people, graduates that I've got, I've got family that are in the police that have been pushed into it because they think it's a really lucrative career is a joke as well especially with the tension being on you all the time and you know but we were we weren't talking about the actual yeah no but i'm just saying career. we can't compare yeah, no we, were, just, we weren't talking about the police's career we were yeah, just talking about you got I'm guns on one end yeah yeah but i'm just saying they're both equally as bad they're both equally as bad it's not just because one is more relaxed and the other is more tense no, they're both bad. No, but you're you're but, going uh, by the badness of basically how the police is run is in how much you get one, paid. One is like customer service, the other one is just law and order, right? You you can't be customer service and you can't be I'm just saying you, both of them are equally as bad in my opinion. That's my opinion on it. That I don't think. Yeah. I, I just wanted to my point was just to make on the um the police system in, in the US. Um so I've got an uncle that serves in the New York police department, right? Um so he told me something interesting when my mum was talking to him and he said that the mentorship and guidance that they get and the shadowing program that they have there is like racism is embedded in their system, their training programs. They're, there's no way of really giving them the proper training. So they've always been trained, but, and I don't know if any of you guys know anyone from sort of the American police. It the, He really focused on, it's like you kind of pushed into doing it. You kind of have to follow orders and follow the system, which is not really the system that, the American police line fall under. Does that does that make sense? It's like the shadowing program isn't as it's mapped out to be, and it's like it's embedded in the system. So 
that's that was just one thing I wanted to add on the. Sort of I mean, the Al- Alpha, what have you got to say about the police? Yeah, UK and US. So, um, this is a bit of a controversial topic for me because um, I'm, I'm not going to go into too much detail. I have had uh, career experience um, working beside the police in the past, and um, and my personal views on it can they do alter because I've seen on the inside how they operate. Um, there is a lot of red tape around British police and how they operate in the, in the country. Um, they do want to make change in certain areas, but are restricted. Salary isn't great, as King said. It is pretty, it's pretty bad. And there is a lot of kind of pressure put on graduates to become part of the police force um, because they now know that the police isn't something that people want to go into anymore. People don't respect the feds. They don't respect the police anymore. So I think this is what we have to understand, that now this the system in this country, the, the justice system in this country isn't as great as I personally think it should be. I've had many arguments with my friends about this already. Yeah. Um, I even posed questions to the police officers themselves saying, you know, if you could change anything, what would you change? Um, but in the unit and in the teams that I've worked in, um, I can see differences being made and people with certain skill sets being employed but what, on the you know, ground, just, just going back on what you said, so when you ask people what would you change, what is their, you know, I'm not going to say who exactly, so, but like what is their training. main ones that they say? Yeah, training. There needs to be more, because remember, when you when you train with the police, it's a, it's a very atypical system. Um, you have a training program that you have to, you know, a tra- uh, which includes health and fitness, includes mind, mental, mental state, and you have a course that goes on for weeks and weeks. But that is outdated now because it's been there for so many years. And as the times have changed, have changed, those programs have not changed. And we're employing younger, younger to younger people, but using the same old kind of program, which is which is not fair. So I think not just the USA, but UK as well, they have to revamp the entire criminal justice system um, because it's outdated. I think that's the problem. It's outdated. So as we see society changing and more and more different types of crime come to surface, including racial prejudices and racial injustice, those programs don't cover that anymore. But what they do do is they employ certain people in certain areas like faith officers and, you know, prevent officers and families, certain family liaison officers or whatever to make sure mm. that these kind of things are targeted within that community. Is it enough? No. From what I've seen, no, it's not enough. There needs to be more work and a lot more training done, a lot more education. Um, yeah, this entire in any country, the entire justice means a revamp. It's not just our country, but but, but back to the question of where we were kind of saying, what would you say compared to American policing compared to UK policing? Which would you say it's better? Obviously, none are perfect, but what is a better mm-hmm. way? Because we were going by the basis of we got just bats and, you know, tasers to control mm-hmm. a situation, whereas America got guns, which obviously have caused all this uproar and these different things. What do you think? What's better? I think personally speaking, um, for the safety of humanity, the safety of an individual, uh, obviously police UK forces are better because they don't use excessive force. Um, if they did, oh my God, it'd be crazy. Um and we've got much more of a lighter system because of the way that the country runs. Um, it's very controlled. So yes, we have pepper sprays and you know and and batons, etc. How much are they used? Not a lot. Not a lot. Whereas USA, you'll always hear about a shooting or a raid. Man, they go, they go straight to the they go straight to the weapon. They, yeah, and then remember, you've got to remember something though. You've, they've also got um, capital punishment. So, which also brings about a whole new kind of layer of how they operate in terms of punishment. So, we don't have that. Everything here is very, very low key. The prison system is messed up. The prison system is like holiday camps. So, yeah, no, the prison system. You know, and when you've got these kind of systems that are just, you know, beyond like just comprehension, you can only imagine how the police are operating in this in the, in this country because it all starts from from being arrested. So, but there you've got jails, you've got detention centers, you've got, you know, capital punishment, you've got, there's just so much happening in, in, in USA. 
it is much stronger. It's much more harsher. Sometimes I feel like that needs to be brought here for cases like murder and paedophilia. It's finding it's finding the balance between the both. This is this is the point I was making, sure you and Alpha. It's like I I don't know if any of you guys have had encounters with the police, right? In in your, in your I day, I right? I've had encounters. Yeah? yeah. All right. So we've we've all some of us have, some of us haven't. Yeah. Um, I've been let's, amongst. Let's a lot not of talk about my encounters. Yeah. <laughs> but my my point was that I'm not saying I'm not here sitting here saying one is better than the other. What I'm saying is a whole system needs to change. You can't be that customer service and get laughed at. Right now, the police in this country is a joke. It's an absolute... I do not feel... Listen, I'm at home. I do not feel like I can call the police and they're going to come and do anything when, when a robbery is happening. It's just... It's not... It's, it, got, it has to be a balance. And like, um, like Candid said, a reform all around. You know, you need to reform the system all around America. Yeah, but then that's when it comes down to two things. It's either you're liked or you're not, isn't it? Because they're trying to they're trying to make they're trying to make the police force that you're liked, right? But But, where you're yeah, but you can't then you're gonna create fear in people, dude. Yeah, but where no no what I'm saying, you're comparing one to another, which is better. None of them better, none of them are better. Both of them need to change. But then it sounds like the police doesn't need to even be here. Okay, let's just go to a lawless <laughs> oh, yeah. fucking country back in the westerns. Then you come to Punjab, you see? No. <laughs> oh my god, that is what I'm talking about. Oh my god, that is what I'm talking about. Because I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. You can't relate back to India. We've got about two minutes, guys, just to let you know, yeah? India's a corrupt system. That We all know that, right? It's who you know. No, surely not. India's perfect. India's perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, Alugabi. we have, yeah, there is no country that has a certain way to, to manage crime or the policing system. There, there is no, everyone, everyone has its faults. But if we are to look at, if we're focusing on racial element of things, or if we're focusing on crimes that are happening in the USA right now, then to be honest, yes, the UK police system don't even have the balls to do that. You saw that at BLM protest in June. That the entire black community got together and they were kind of going right up to them and threatening them. They couldn't do nothing. They were just standing there because they don't have that power or that force. Trying to find a balance between the both, isn't it? Trying to find great a... One can hope, you know, we can all hope one day that, you know, we can all feel safe. But unfortunately, everywhere you go, the the system is just equally bad everywhere, isn't it? But Punjab police, fucking great, yeah? All my Punjab police people out there. Everyone's gone quiet. Yeah? You don't want to show no love to Punjab. Right? Man, <laughs> you are your own. Love. I show love <laughs> to Punjab police all day, every day. Yeah, got it. God, you can hear the crickets to the motherland. Yeah, to the you motherland. Can hear, you can hear the crickets where all man. you people come from, except Ron. You come from the Philippines, but that generally speaking, where all everyone comes from, you got to show a little bit of love to the motherland. Yeah. Yeah, but not so. No, uh, listen. I, I, um, there's no hate here. It's all love here about Punjab police. I'm from. Not Punjab, Indian police. No, just, just saying, Punjab yeah, police. No, no, what I have to say, I have to say, it's a system that is so corrupt that yeah, it's, it's, bad, it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah, about it's bribery. Bad. So what system is that? Hundred percent. That's brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah. If I can kill someone, I'm paying money. I'm going out. That's what I'm talking about. That's brilliant. That is what I need. Absolutely, we do not endorse any killing or any murder. murder on this. We are not associated with King. We are not. Please understand. We are not associated with King. Please don't kill Vibes Weekly. Go for King. Don't come for Vibes Weekly. We are all here for love. But anyway, guys, listen. (laughs) It's been a great episode. Normally, I do things at the end, but we kind of run over time. I have thirty seconds left. But yeah, oh, that's yeah. the we last thing I'm going to say. Yeah, Obviously, in the little, last week, we heard, we heard, we heard uh, back in the, what's it called? I've got about two minutes left I added on this. So... Obviously, last week it was a sad day. Um, last week, Friday, DMX passed away. Um, and, you know, it just brought back a lot of memories. I'm sure everyone here has heard of DMX. Alpha, Ron, Turtle Bay, Candid King. I know you heard of DMX. We oh, grew no, up man. with DMX. And, you know, it was it was a turning point in the sense of, you know, we all thought that he was going to come back, going to do a great album soon. Um, I know he did one recently, which wasn't, you know, very mediocre compared to his normal stuff. But, um, yeah, I really did hope. He I'm was more upset back. about DMX dying than Prince Philip. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. Peter did die, but I ain't gonna talk about oh. it because I don't give a shit. Oh, wow. Where is it? Like, I'll be I'll believe They're gonna take your passport, bro. You know what? You know what? You know what? I'm not gonna take my citizenship. I don't give a fuck. That guy is gonna take my Don't bury him six feet under. 12 feet. That's my own. That's my own opinion. Fuck, we all paid two minute silence for this. for this. If they give us a bank holiday, that's all is forgiven. Isn't it? That's, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if they give us, give us a bank holiday, I'll put a picture of Philip in my room. I'll put a picture of Philip in my room if they give us a bank holiday. So I'm taking we don't. That's what that's what that's what other reasons for you for no love for the royal family, yeah. As DMX right? would say, he'll say it's dark, yeah, hell man. is hot, and that's where Shorty is exactly. going. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, next is that next is the other one. Next is the other one, man. <sighs> Wait for the other one to go. And then we right, guys, I think it. we're gonna end the show with a little tribute song, which is one of his best songs out. We all know this track. I think this is one of the yeah, biggest so. hits out there. Oh, we all, do you guys remember Woodstock? When yeah, you did this on Woodstock? Oh, yeah, look, man. Oh, uh, that Woodstock, where you, where you was that in 99, wasn't it? I, uh, was, eight, I yep. was eight years old, bro. I don't remember that. Definitely rest in peace to DMX. Um, thank you, Alpha, for joining us. Ron, Turtle Bay, Candid King. Uh, this has been a great episode 25 and we'll catch you all next week for episode 26.